0: Hey, welcome to the C Team. the show where each week we talk about a new topic. I'm Kenny.
1: I'm Jack. And I'm
0: Chandler. And this week's topic is animated shows.
1: All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off since I think this topic really came about because um, recently Netflix made some moves. Thoughts on
2: Avatar? You mean the remake that they're doing? Pretty sure it's live action.
1: No, 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 no. The original Avatar that was on Nickelodeon is now streaming on Netflix.
2: All right. Yeah, probably the one of the greatest american made animated shows of all time
0: yeah i i recently made a uh, a list of of my favorite i guess i kind of rated uh shows based on different qualities and i have avatar right at the top um i don't know if i can say for sure that it's my favorite but i think it's i think it's the best that's come out at least in in our lifetimes
1: it's for sure difficult to top um I thought, you know, it did phenomenal for a kid's show to with character development that I think like, you know, really puts it on par with a lot of even like adult kind of dramas.
2: And one thing that I think is interesting about Avatar is that I don't know of any other American kid shows that I guess really cared about the expression as much as they did or did the art aspect of it. Like when they were animating it with uh, the martial arts, they really did a lot of detail to make sure that, you know, it it looked nice. Whereas I think a lot of other shows just sort of get it done, get it good enough.
0: Yeah. I remember when the show used to air on Nickelodeon, like in between commercials, they would have uh, little explanations of why characters moved in the ways they did and, and what the basis was in reality. So I think that was really cool. Not only that they included it, but that they were showing it to, to the audience as well. And especially the kids in the audience to just show them this aspect of, of culture that might not be something that they know a lot, know a lot about.
1: Yeah. And you know, their follow up, uh, legend of Korra was also fairly well received. Uh, I don't know if it was as highly rated. Did you see it? I did.
2: Yeah. I I saw it. It was pretty good, but, uh, I think they had some budget issues towards the end. I don't remember if you remember the last few episodes, but they were a little kind of, I think, wacky because they were forced to do it on like a much reduced budget.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I think the show was well received. I liked it. I think the quality went up and down with the seasons. But if I recall correctly, their third season, they had to finish exclusively online on Nickelodeon streaming service. And then season four was entirely online, I know. Interesting. So I think that they were kind of being like shuffled out almost.
2: And in terms of quality, I think the I think most people thought it was like um three was the best, then one, then four, and then two was the worst. Or maybe that's just what I think. Yeah, that's No, what I, I, think I think that's
0: I think that's a definitely three being the best and two being the worst is, is the popular sentiment. But I think that I know that they were originally only given a season, so that's why season one kind of has a, a closed arc where it The show, in theory, could end there. right? And I think that whereas The Last Airbender had a three-season-long story, um, they were kind of forced with Korra to do season-long stories. And I think that kind of hurt them, especially – I don't know, know where the writers were at or what happened with anything. But I think season two coming off of having to have the show at an end point, it felt to me like they struggled a little bit with season two.
2: For me personally, I think season two was also just too much sort of teen drama. Obviously, I'm not watching Avatar for teen drama, but uh, maybe some people are, honestly. (laughs) Maybe some people for whom the show is more age appropriate, they are watching it for teen drama.
0: Well, I mean, the show came out like it was uh, the original show was was for people our age at the time. So I think it's not weird for people our age, a little bit older to have been watching the, the sequel
2: series. That's true.
1: I mean, I think particularly those years, there was a lot of nostalgia targeting for us. And, like even definitely more recently, a lot of content has just been like revamping or you know like a sequel to something like I mean the popular joke is everything's a sequel now, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like we're kind of the most marketable audience uh like our age group, and it's we're just suckers for nostalgia
2: right so it's it's actually like it's not really a joke right like it's it is seriously everything's a sequel now. I think I saw a chart of that once that mm-hmm. was a uh, I just remember it's colored and showed how many things are sequels. And it's like, just way more sequels, like 200% more sequels these days.
0: I mean, if you factor in like sequels, uh, reboots, and uh, like adaptations, I feel, and I mean, I don't know, statistic wise, but I feel like there's a lot, there's very little that's original, whether it's something that's already been done or something that was written as a book first. But I mean, even talking about Last Airbender, there's the remake, the live action remake coming, like
2: yeah the
1: second live action
2: and that's not even wow. the most rebooted like look at like ben 10 what has there been Four ben 10s like the original which was well received and then there was the one about him being a teenager that was more modestly received and then there was another one after that and then there was another one after that and the like the two later ones were both like reboots instead of continuations like there's other ideas out there cartoon network just let it go let ben go did Ben
0: 10 get a live action thing as well? A movie or something? I feel like I vaguely remember something about that.
2: It got a movie. It got a, a not very good movie that I watched when I was a kid. I think I watched it too, and I don't I don't remember it, so I don't think it's a good sign. Yeah, we're not endorsing the Ben 10 movie. <laughs> don't watch it.
1: You know, just uh, speaking of reboots, I, I can't think of one animated show that got a reboot that was not specifically targeted towards us. Uh, Teen Titans which I I don't know about you guys. I loved the original Teen Titans animated show when I was younger. Um, I thought it was really cool. Uh, They rebooted it as Teen Titans Go for, I believe the same age, like targeting the same age group. So like some, some kids between like six and 10 or 12. Um, So it's definitely not targeting us for, for nostalgia or anything, but it's actually very interesting because they do reference the original run of the Teen Titans inside the show
2: yeah it's really weird because it is a reboot like you said but for example uh like coral was a continuation of avatar and we're saying that like you know it would hit our age group but like teen titans isn't geared teen Titans go isn't geared towards the age group of people who saw teen titans so it's like what are you sort of trying to play off of by using these same characters
1: i mean i guess they could say like look the original run of the teen titans It was like a fairly well-received show for, you know, people of this age group. Um, So why not do it again? Because it worked the first time, so it might work the second time.
2: Uh, I think they kind of did do it again with Young Justice, which was, uh, I'm not comfortable calling it a spiritual successor, but it was a similar situation about young superheroes. But Teen Titans Go was like some odd new age humor.
1: And I say this maybe because I'm a bit older now, but the jokes are, I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of episodes to be, I haven't, I've actually seen like no full episode, but the jokes from what I see are a lot more for tailored towards children than I recall the original run being.
2: You know, I also haven't seen much aside from a couple clips here or there, but also like, I don't, I feel like the style is human towards, uh, or is, um, pointed towards children and uh the sort of the slapstick nature of it is but i feel like some of the writing kind of isn't like i saw this one clip with robin talking about like the economy of like selling things and he was like using his phone to use like craigslist style apps to sell stuff and it's like do kids relate to that selling (laughs) random things online so it's almost like weird adult humor in a show with a style for children but I think I want to move on from bashing Teen Titans go because that has been that has been done and a half.
1: I just think like uh, animated shows is just such a huge part of growing up. And um, maybe again, this is just for me, but like I really didn't watch a lot of anime until I got a bit older and obviously not all anime is for children, but uh, there's some really great stuff out there that I feel like I just missed out on.
0: Like anime in particular, like Japanese anime?
1: yeah.
0: I feel like a lot of that is not geared toward children. Um and I haven't watched much at all personally. I also have only watched it more recently, but I mean there's like Pokemon is is a popular example that's definitely geared toward children, but there's definitely a lot more Japanese animation for more adult viewers compared to western animation is largely geared toward children. And I think it's that's changed a little bit more recently. Yeah. But there are like a few sort of titans of, of uh adult cartoons or adult animated shows in the Western world. And otherwise it's mostly kids' shows, I feel like.
2: Yeah, we uh Hollywood typically only makes animated shows that are comedies for adults. They don't ever do uh any action sort of shows. Those are all live action typically, which is odd.
1: I mean the, the comedy ones I think most people if you just give them the name they'll they'll know like um, the Simpsons, that one's been massive, huge moneymaker. Family Guy, um, Futurama for a while until it got canceled twice, which is unfortunate.
0: I mean, more recently you have like Rick and Morty um, is is obviously very popular. BoJack Horseman was was more popular as well, a comedy, but it was more a dark comedy. It had some more. It wasn't just for laughs. BoJack so is I really good. good. I,
2: yeah. I I I'd endorse BoJack. I know the first. Actually, funny enough, I think the first couple seasons or first season really isn't that representative of the show. Because I remember I tried to get some friends into it and they were like, oh, this is just some weird family guy style humor. It's like, no, really, it's 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 more than that. Like it's it's sort of strange and, and crass and unorganized in season one, but it gets good.
1: Bojack after season one, episode 11 basically turns into a more funny and animated version of Mad Men. For those of you who've seen Mad Men but not BoJack,
0: which is not me, because I've not never me, seen Mad yeah. Men.
1: Yeah,
0: no. Uh, yeah, but I think like I, I'm glad that there's a little bit more in terms of of animated shows for for adult viewers now. Although maybe that's not the case. I, there's been you know over the years like Adult Swim has has had stuff for for decades, but obviously I didn't watch it when I was when I was a kid. So maybe there's not really more, but I like the I like some of the stuff that has come out since we've been older. Like I really like BoJack Horseman. I think they do a good job. Rick and Morty is uh, has a problematic uh, fan base at times, but I think that some of their stuff is pretty good.
2: I wonder if we're kind of entering like a new era. I mean, I definitely haven't seen this mapped out in terms of the time periods, but I feel like you know originally there was just sort of uh, the Simpsons, and then you started throwing in other ones like Family Guy and. A bunch of a different Adult Swim stuff, and now I feel like there's sort of another new wave with with BoJack. Now that probably kicked off by streaming, since a lot of people are completely uninterested in 2D shows or, or just animated shows in general. But then with stuff like Netflix, you know, people only see what they want to see, so it doesn't have to be popular enough to get airtime on a on a TV station. Because I've definitely seen more.
0: Yeah, and I think I was talking to you about this, poor Chandler. I think you brought it up that shows like the simpsons and family guy could be live action shows uh at least in some episodes some of some of the stuff it gets outlandish and cartoony but largely it's based in the real world whereas uh shows like rick and morty or, or bojack horseman are you can't really do live action at least not not well not without a huge budget yeah. um, the fact that they're cartoons matters a little more i guess
2: yeah i do think that's something that's uh kind of underestimated about 2d is is the efficiency when you're on a low budget because like you can you can make absolutely anything happen in 2d it's as easy to draw like a dragon as it is to draw a human so you can do all kinds of wacky stuff whereas with live action obviously the cheapest thing to do is to film an existing house with just a normal person in it if you want to put like an explosion or you want to put like a a giant robot like you need props and c g i and ridiculously expensive special effects, but again, with just like a if you can draw, you just you just draw it,
1: and I think the other thing just with animated shows just as a medium as a whole is that like there is no need for any semblance of realism, like you can be as outlandish as you really want it to be right um with no regard because like it's an animated show, like people who watch an animated show don't expect perfect realism right.
2: Right, I mean, you have to ground it in reality sometimes, though, which is obviously like the Simpsons is. They didn't just go right out the gate. They were like, you know, hey, here's a a show about a just a man and his his family.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think like like with the Simpsons, they've they've certainly gotten outlandish at times, but. It's definitely more in the newer episodes, whereas the older ones are just, they're just about a family and yeah, they get into zany situations, but it's something you could do with a set without any serious special effects. I, th- I guess it's like, I think that the animated shows geared toward children are less likely to be like that. They're more likely to actually be doing zany things and, and having crazy stuff happen that you couldn't right. really do on a low budget. And I like to see the the animated shows geared more toward adults do that kind of stuff. I think it's fun. I think it's there was a gap there, or at least from my perception there was, and I'm glad it's I'm glad there's not as much of a gap now, I guess.
2: Although that is kid shows in general, right? In terms of doing zany things. Like if you look at any children's shows, even live action ones, they're typically not just like, you know, character dramas.
0: I guess the real I guess the lesson here is that I'm a child and I like zany things.
2: Yeah, we're all kids here. Fun fact, uh, I'm 12. Kenny's uh, 6. Yes, I'm 6, yes. Uh, but Jack is actually like 25. It's actually pretty weird that he hangs out with us, yeah. Very strange.
1: You know, after hearing that, I am uh, personally a little bit creeped out by uh, those ages. Uh, not so much mine, but more of yours. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we've never seen each other. We're doing this over the internet. Oh, yeah, see that voice crack? <laughs> I'm a teenager. <laughs> Classic twelve year old Chandler. Classic. That was my high school. That was awful. But we're not doing high school this week. We're doing two D animated shows. Um, so this is kind of a weird topic, but I you know I'll I'll bring it up. Something that's kind of funny in modern animated shows is they're starting to get really good about uh, LGBT stuff. But I feel like there's well, let me give you some examples like in Cora um spoilers for Cora uh two of the main <laughs> female characters, one of them being Cora, ends up uh dating another female character named Asami and so given that Cora has dated men, she's likely well given that they both dated men in the past, they're likely bisexual, but anyways it's like it's a it's a female female romance and uh something for for kids, and that's you know that's a good. Uh and then you see that same sort of thing in other shows like Adventure Time. Spoilers again, a lot of spoilers <laughs> coming up, guys. Uh Adventure Time had a female female romance between um Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. And then you see shows like Steven Universe and it's got, you know, these space aliens who are not technically female because they're all, you know, asexual, but obviously they're coded to be female characters and when they have relationships they're essentially lesbian relationships i mean they're again they are they are asexual but it is it is essentially just lesbian with them but um but what you don't really see is uh too much too much gay men in those shows which is uh which is kind of unfortunate it's almost like you know society is is willing to or these shows are willing to sort of stick their necks out a little bit to have uh gay woman represented, but uh, they're kind of afraid of, of having characters who are gay men, especially ones who are um, uncertain of their sexuality, which is odd.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because you see, I mean, I'm, I don't have a ton of examples off the top of my head, but you definitely see more representation on both sides for, uh, like, live-action shows. Um, I haven't watched it, but I believe Modern Family has uh, at least one gay couple who are men. Right. Um, Again, I'm I'm kind of stalling on uh, more examples, but I feel like it is represented elsewhere. But you're right that with with animated shows, especially geared toward children, um, it does almost seem kind of one sided.
1: I just want to point out that SpongeBob was confirmed to be gay uh, very recently.
2: Wait, but our, it said he was part of LGBT, but did it say he was gay or was he something else in the acronym?
1: I was under the impress- my The tweets that I saw were all saying that he was gay, but I am not 100% sure since I haven't watched Spongebob in a very long time.
2: Were any of those from like a creator or were they just people being like, you know, I bet he was this one?
0: I feel like it was from like Nickelodeon. I don't, oh, I didn't yeah. see anything direct. I also have sort of mixed feelings about um, them pulling a character who's existed for 20 years and saying, this is a representation of, of uh, our LGBTQ plus community, instead right. of just making a new character who act, can actually be a representation. Of, like there, yeah. it just, it feels kind of weird to be like, yeah, all those 20 years we had a, we had a gay character on screen. We just didn't tell yeah.
2: you. It's the same with, you know, Rowling, JK Rowling and Dumbledore saying, oh yeah, like Dumbledore is gay. It's like, yeah, well, you. Oh boy, (laughs) thunderstorms! You're doing it now in 2020 when it's you know it's much easier to do it than it would have been back in 2000 when SpongeBob came out. I mean, that would have gotten SpongeBob canceled back in 2000, so it would have taken a lot of courage to do it back then. But just sort of retroactively doing it now is is sort of cheap, which is why, like, like you said, I think it's better if there's new shows with characters who were that from the start so that it wasn't just, you know, shoehorned in.
1: So the, the full what actually the full picture and uh, is what happened is Nickelodeon tweeted celebrating pride with the LGBTQ plus community and their allies this month and every month. And they tweeted a photo of a few characters, Cora being one of them, but also SpongeBob as the first one, because I believe that's like one of their flagship shows. So they didn't really specify what SpongeBob is, but I, Right. SpongeBob is gay just became the trending topic on Twitter. So, I think that was just a assumption that just ran kind of through the internet.
2: I almost feel like that that people would assume that just given SpongeBob slightly effeminate mannerisms, but like that's not really fair.
0: And it also I can only remember one instance where it was sort of implied that that could be the case um and it's from an episode that I remember which dates it probably around two thousand five or earlier, but I feel like it was around two thousand five, where I don't remember the contest exa- exactly, but Spongebob and Patrick were leaving somewhere. They were leaving the crusty crab. And Spongebob says, uh, bye Squidward, bye Mr. Krabs, and then he says, bye Squidward again, kind of uh like flirtatiously and I th- I think it's Patrick is with says, Why'd you say bye Squidward twice? And he says, I like Squidward. And it's like to me it feels like it's almost played for laughs, which is not the way to approach this sort of thing. So if that yeah. was their intention of being like, look, we we have representation, SpongeBob's gay. It's like you uh, maybe yeah. you don't make it such a
2: joke. You said that was an old episode, right?
0: I want to say it was uh, like th- mid 2000s, yeah. Yeah,
2: they definitely didn't mean it back
1: then. Right. Um they also I do you also want to point this out? So I'm learning about this as like as kind of we talk uh steven hillenberg who's the creator of spongebob uh he noted in 2002 that spongebob is actually asexual
2: oh
0: interesting you know that one i could see that one yeah well he steven hillenberg was also a marine biologist um
1: well exactly so i think sponges are are asexual to begin with so i think he was basing it off of
0: well that i I don't really have an issue with
2: like that just seems
0: factually correct i'm sorry i gotta
2: jump in didn't didn't spongebob have like a thing with sandy at one point didn't they try to do that as sort of a similar oh look something bigs happening i think
0: they used it as an ad for an episode to be like i don't know if this is what you're thinking of but i i remember seeing a commercial where spongebob says remember where sandy and i got married and it shows them like having a wedding i think i watched that episode and it turned out to be like a fake wedding But I I could be so wrong. I barely remember any of this, but it's in my brain somewhere. I don't know if it was ever really, like, romantic between the two of them.
2: I mean, calling Spongebob asexual is still, like, since since you're doing it now, it's still not really helpful at all. But uh, at least that one's, like, consistent, because that is what an asexual person would do, is date no one for 20 years of a show. So...
0: Well, I mean, dating trends of asexual people has some variance, but it's oh, yeah, that's certainly possible. You're right, a you're
2: right, you're right. That's not necessarily aromantic.
0: Which I think to to circle back a little bit, um, Bojack Horseman uh, did have some representation of that, and I think that I don't know a ton about the about the community or anything, but I hadn't heard I haven't heard anything bad, and it seemed to me like they did a good job of of uh, kind of showing multiple multiple angles of that. I, I thought they got flagged for that though. I thought, did they?
2: I thought someone. Just I liked if it. I
0: didn't I didn't hear about it. So if they did, I I missed it.
2: Hmm. Yeah, double check that, viewers. We're not going to do it, but fact check, check us, that. but don't add us. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Never tell me I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> One of the top things that I remember seeing uh, was uh, there was an episode. There was a article online called "Why I Find BoJack Horseman's Depiction of Asexuality Deeply Relatable."
2: That sounds pretty trendy though, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like you're gonna find people who think one way and think other way people really I, like to argue on the internet. people really like to argue yeah, on the internet
2: I like to argue on the internet. it's fun it keeps me up at night.
0: I don't like it, but I do it sometimes. It's hard to stay away when you see someone say something that you just makes you hate them. What else are you gonna do but attack
2: their yeah. personal character better yourself no, no absolutely dig not. through their post history. Try to find some dirt on them and mm-hmm.
1: then use yep. that. No, no, no. Don't even go there. Just look for a typo in their message. If they have a typo in their original comment, then obviously they're inherently wrong and therefore you win.
0: Yes. If someone misses a comma, I will follow them. I will follow them on every social media I can find and harass them about their comma for the rest of their lives. Really? I don't do any of that. Just to be clear. So this week's topic is... <laughs> I mean, it shows... <laughs> right. Animated shows. Uh another kid's show I really, really liked. Uh despite perhaps uh some issues I take with its creator. Uh Danny Phantom, absolutely one of my favorites. Yeah. Another great one from Nickelodeon. Uh there was talk well, there was sort of talk a few years ago about a possible reboot, which again kind of riding the nostalgia thing that we were talking about before, mm. but I would have been excited about it. Uh, Turns out it was just the creator of the show uh, teasing his audience and uh, making pretty much false promises.
2: Right. Yeah, that show was a lot of fun. He was a a really cool superhero.
1: You know, I had no idea that there was only 50 some odd episodes until much later. um, I found out that they only had three seasons. I felt like there was a lot more than just like 50 episodes.
0: I think that's a common just a common thing with shows i don't know perhaps it's just shows when you're a kid uh i only know it of of kids shows because that's what i was watching 10 15 years ago but like uh other shows like drake and josh for example i think had like two seasons and i remember that being a good portion of my childhood but it wasn't
2: seasons huh I think so. Because one of the actors, well, they both grew a lot, but one of them like lost a lot of weight, and I think he looked really different towards the end. So I'm surprised that that all happened within two seasons. Or is that I mean, not Drake, two years?
1: Drake and Josh had four seasons, although their first season was only six episodes, and it had a film. Jack,
0: what did I tell you about telling me I'm wrong? Do it. I said don't do it. I said don't do it.
2: Well, that's the viewers you got you still well, answer I mean it was us, it Ken. was a message
0: to everyone it was a message to everyone and I would appreciate it if you followed followed it but i mean i i I was mistaken that it was four seasons but it's still to me I remember being on for a really long time and i I remember a lot of shows that were on when I was younger being on for a lot longer than uh they apparently were
1: I think part of it might be just the fact that when we were younger like we had no control over what episodes actually aired so we still don't right well i mean we do like and when we watch things on netflix and online but like oh sure sure that wasn't really a thing that we had i don't know about you guys i wasn't looking for episodes of drake and josh online when i was yeah or like any show
2: back when the internet didn't really even like do video yeah Uh, but i actually know what you're talking about because i remember trying to watch avatar and the only episodes that would ever play were the one with the Great Divide that everyone hated—the
0: worst episode. The worst
2: episode. I don't know why they always played it. The one with the pirates and the water scroll that Katara steals, and uh, the one with Appa shedding and then being followed by uh, a tank. Spoilers for Avatar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably just have to put that at the beginning. But uh, yeah, they just played those like over and over and over again, and you could tell that this was like you know, a a serial or or not an episodic series so much, but (laughs) get the rest of it. And I think
0: maybe even like these shows air for, let's say three months and then there's nine months before the next season. And you just see reruns at that point. Whereas I don't see reruns anymore. I don't see reruns of anything. Like it's a show comes out, a a season of a show comes out a year after I, a lot of times rewatch the last season because I haven't seen it in a year. Right, So that might be it too, where it's like, instead of remembering five seasons of a show, we remember five full years of that show being on the TV. Or I don't know, maybe this is all nonsense. Who even knows? Who even knows?
1: I do want to throw this one out there. And I'm curious about you guys. Uh, So we earlier talked about like just kind of uh, suitability. Some animated shows just really aren't suited for kids. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I, you know, as a child, I remember watching that. I was... I wasn't horrified by it or anything, but like I think back on it and I'm just like, man, how did my parents let me watch this?
2: Oh my God. Yeah, there were some that would, some of the scenes from that show that would haunt me for years, especially when they, they, they like to mix up the animation. Like sometimes, you know, the show was drawn 2D, but sometimes they had like a piece of claymation or they had a different style of 2D where they were using, uh, I think it's called motion tweens where flat things slide. I think they even had one where, like, a human face was, like, painted onto something talking. And it was always when they did that that it just freaked me out.
1: I do want to throw out the same thing for uh, the other show, but I just forgot it. Oh, uh, Ed Ed, and Eddie. That scared you? It wasn't so much scary as, like, the show was just kind of messed up. It It was
2: kind of weird. That show, do you know it was made uh, on a dare? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the creator, he only made adult shows. And then one of his friends was like, e- either he was approached to make a kid show and he was going to say no or something. And then one of his friends was like, nah, man, I bet you can. And then he, uh, he made Ed, Ed and Eddie. And so that's why it's kind of like, like, I don't think he was passionate about creating kid's shows, uh, but it ended up being his most famous work. But uh, so, yeah, it was kind of odd. I don't know who created it, but I, I feel like Ed, Ed and
0: Eddie is... I mean, I guess it's pretty well-known, but I don't feel like it's one of the more well-known shows from when we were kids. I guess it's probably one of the more well-known Cartoon Network ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's going to be one of those shows where, like, if we're talking to people in our own age group, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember watching that. When we talked to anyone older or younger than us, they're going to be like, no, what is that?
2: I, w- I watched a lot of Ed, Ed and Eddie. And unlike Avatar, uh, I saw a lot of the different episodes, too. They didn't keep showing the same ones.
1: Uh, Ed and Eddie had six seasons with five of them having more than 10 episodes and season six having one. And then they had four specials. I don't know how they call season six with one episode a season.
0: Yeah, seems questionable. I also want to. I mentioned before that I had. I made a list of shows. You Want to call them what I think is the best. Want to call them my favorite. You can call it whatever. Uh, I put eighty-two shows on, and I just want to mention uh, number eighty-two uh, listed as my worst animated show on this list is
2: Lt. Gray. Um, I think you're forgetting. Okay, well, we'll talk about Lt. Gray.
0: No, I mean I don't really have much to say other than I don't remember it well. Uh, I I remember that it that it existed. I remember watching it. Uh a I don't small think I would
2: spin his belt buckle, I believe, and then Manny would... Rivera,
0: I wanna yeah, say. He was a
2: superhero. Did he have any powers or did he just have
0: a claw? He had tiger hands? powers. He had claw wow. hands. Well, that was the yeah. tiger powers, was the claw hands, I think.
2: Anyway, what I want to mention was, was the actual worst animated show I've ever seen, which was Mr. Meaty. Which uh,
0: uh I don't want to talk about Mr. When, <laughs> when I
2: saw Courage, like Courage bothered me sometimes. Every second of Mr. Meaty bothered me. Wait, would you call it animated? Yeah, it was uh, Claymation. Which is, yeah. That's a fun. Form- Wait, no, it was Puppets, wasn't it? It was Puppets, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you're right. That I don't know if that's.
0: That was, that to me, that was like part of why it was so horrifying. Oh, man. Just oh imagining the characters on that show. I'm going to have nightmares tonight.
2: And they they had those sausage lips. And whenever I tried not to think about the sausage lips, they kept saying the word meaty because they're at Mr. Meatys. It's like, stop.
1: I'm so glad I haven't ever seen this.
2: Don't look it up. It
0: was supposed to be for kids. I don't know why. Jack, don't even look up still images because it's horrifying. Still images are almost
2: worse. Too late.
0: I'm sorry, Jack.
2: Yeah, viewers, don't look that way. If you don't know what it is, don't look it up. If you do know what it is, we have a support group for people who have seen Mr. Meaty. Chandler, we can't so, afford a
0: support group. We can't do okay. that. Okay,
2: we'll, we'll work on that. We'll try and put one together because people need to get some help after seeing Mr. Meaty. Yeah, so I guess it is not really an animated show, huh? Same way that, like, Sesame Street or The Muppets isn't animated.
0: It's worth mentioning as just the worst, though. The worst <laughs> of anything. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not good. I and mean, if maybe I feel a little bad for the creators cuz perhaps they really had some passion for uh Mr. Meaty mm, I mean like I'm I feel a little bit bad
0: for the creators of El Grey if they're ever sitting here listening to this podcast, uh which is doubtful. I don't think you did a bad job, guys. It's just you were number 82 on my list. Creators of Mr. Meedy, if you're listening, I I'm okay with you feeling bad. I think that you have done a <laughs> disservice to this
1: world.
2: You're in much of
1: you know, Hey Arnold was really good.
2: A lot of people liked Hey Arnold. I always, it always seemed kind of uh, sad to me as a kid. It seemed a little too realistic, like the problems were. That was part of what I liked
0: was they showed yeah. a lot of different sides of life. And, and they they had a good setup with Arnold being in a, a boarding house with a lot of people from different backgrounds. They showed a lot of different uh, different lifestyles and, and different views of the world. And they, they did get real. And I, I I don't know. I thought it was cool.
2: I don't think I was ready for that when uh, Arnold was airing. Whoa, we 12, uh, no, younger than that, no, right? It's younger like than eight, that. Hey, Arnold,
1: season one came out in 19, well, the pilot aired in 1996. Well, Chandler, you were
0: born in 2008, so you were not. <laughs> even... <laughs> right, I forgot.
1: But you would have been the right age to watch the, apparently the finale, where they made a film to tie up all the loose ends from the uh, uh, season's prior
0: yeah that was just a few years ago right i
2: saw I 2017
1: saw three years yeah, ago was good. wait they I, made a hey Arnold film in
2: 2017 they made
1: yep. two hey arnold films one in 2002 and one oh. in 2017 the
0: 2002 was a a, a cinematic a, a, a theatrical release uh the 2017 i think was i want to say netflix it went straight somewhere it might not have been netflix so
2: tying up loose ends that means it wasn't intended for kids at all it was intended for watch the original show right it was for us yeah it was it was for me there was actually a thing at the beginning it said dedicated to Kenny. When is Mr. Meaty going to get it? it's, it's?
1: Oh, good lord! It's
2: filmed to tie up the loose ends. What happened to the the puppet human made of meat by the employees of this burger restaurant? And then, like, put in the freezer or something. I have nothing to say to you. I see. This is the problem. Like, it's in my <laughs> mind. It's burned in. It won't go away. <laughs> Oh, my God. Maybe we do need that support group.
0: (laughs) I think we do.
1: Well, for those of you who are interested in finding out if we do have a support club, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at C-Team Show. Yeah, you can also email us to check in if we have a support group at uh, cteamshow at gmail.com. Also, uh, feel free to reach out to us on any of those mediums uh, for different like podcast uh, episode ideas, things like that. That would be awesome. But,
2: but if you're genuinely looking for a support group, like first we of all, we're, help prob- well, no, yeah, we're not going to make one, but if you do make one for Mr. Meaty, please add us, please let us know because I, I need some help.
1: In fact, you know, we'd be happy to have you on the show to talk about uh, Mr. Mr. Meaty specifically, you know, for an episode and talk through it with you if you'd like.
0: If the creators of Mr. Media are listening, please email us. It's uh, cteamshow@gmail.com. cteamshow at gmail.com. I wanna have a word with you. <laughs> I
1: need to speak. I wanna have an internet
2: argument with you about Mr. All
1: Alrighty. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.